Ready to dominate at the plate? Blast Baseball is trusted by more major league and college teams than any other hitting solution. The Blast sensor attaches to the knob of any bat, providing real-time feedback with every swing. Go to BlastMotion.com and enter code NOWD1 at checkout to save $25. All right, everybody, it is 9 o'clock. Let's get right into it. We do this series every Monday through Thursday at 9 p.m. Eastern on X Spaces. I'm Alan Gay, and this is Now D1 Speaks. Hey, we've got a special show tonight. We're doing something a little bit different. We've got Margaret Downs with us. She's with My Sports Dietitian. Hey, Margaret, are you here? I am, Alan. How are you doing? I'm doing fantastic. Thank you so much for joining us. This is really going to be a fun night. I tell you what. Why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself and kind of give us an idea of like where you went to college, what sports you played, and how did you get into playing sports really at an early age? Okay, well, um, I grew up in Western North Carolina, kind of the rural um, part of the state up in the Smoky Mountains, and I uh, was one of seven girls that was raised there, so from a real big family. Got into sports uh, very early on. My dad was our softball coach. I played uh, softball with at least four of my sisters throughout, you know, our elementary years. And that was really my first introduction to sport, team sport. Uh, I had, uh, I played center field on our elementary league team called the Flames. And I have to say we were, uh, you know, we took home the trophy consecutive years, so. We were hard to beat, um, but I also uh, just, you know, grew up dancing. And so uh, I was a ballerina. I grew up in tap jazz and ballet and uh, continued to do that all the way through college. So I am an, still an avid dancer. I uh, ballroom dance now as I've gotten older, but I still stay very active in that, that area. I was a competitive volleyball player, played for two years in college. And we can talk a little bit more about my challenges uh, when you have that question, perhaps. Uh, I did play uh, volleyball and, and love that sport as well. So um, played on a very competitive high school team and then went two years into my collegiate um, experience with that. So um, I just have always loved athletics. I think it's just something that I've always been passionate about. I have... Uh, really enjoyed the team camaraderie with team sport. And then as I've gotten older, I've become more recreational in my activities. So I do a lot of trail running, outdoor activities now and uh, love the mountains. That's where I'm from. And so I spend a lot of time uh, on the trails. What an awesome introduction. Thank you so much for going through all that. So let me ask you, where did you go to college? I went to UNCG in Greensboro, North Carolina. And then I went and I had got my master's at App State in Boone, North Carolina. Gotcha. Yeah. All right. That's fantastic. So seven girls. You're, you're <laughs> right. no boys, no brothers? <laughs> no, no boys. We ended up uh, having a good split with all of our children. So now that we're all grown, we've had our kids and we have. Wonderful split in, in, the, in the younger generation, though. I love it, man. That's fantastic. Yeah. Again, thank you for going through all that. One thing I do want to kind of touch on, I mean, you, you're, you went to UNC Greensboro. Hey, that's D1. Yeah. Uh, you, were, you were playing volleyball. 
one of the things that I really want to be mindful of, our core audience is really uncommitted high school uh, baseball prospects, and they're going through the trials and tribulations of recruiting. Can you just maybe briefly touch on your recruiting experience and really kind of, you know, volleyball is so competitive. It's, it's a huge sport. It's a big, big high school travel yeah. sport. So just kind of give us a little indication. How did you end up at UNC Greensboro and what was your recruiting process like? <laughs> Well, I w- the funny thing is I wasn't recruited. I was a walk-on. And I, you know, oddly enough, I had, um, you know, I, I really went through a tryout process. I pretty much begged to play. And I had, mm-hmm. you know, a really great experience with it. But, again, because it wasn't something that I committed to in high school, I, you know, I kind of had a couple of different options going into some other schools and I just really decided that it was something that I um, wanted to experiment with, if you will. Uh, I had, you know, the passion for it, but discipline was another factor and trying to keep up with schoolwork and collegiate athletics was a really big challenge for me at that point in time. So that being said, at and I, I don't want to date myself and tell everybody else. You know, at the point in time I went through UNCG, you know, the process was quite different. Um, You know, we had, uh, even though volleyball was an amazing sport, the club atmosphere, you know, especially in the high school stages was not the same at that, at that level. And we had, you know, just a different process at that point in time. You know, one thing that I think is really important though, I think, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but it's got to be, you really pick the school for uh, the academics, the environment, the the major that was offered. It, it was, it was really, you were kind of looking at where do I want to spend the next four years of my life and what can propel me in my career after I, I graduate. And then, then you kind of made a decision. You know what? I still have a love for a for volleyball and I'm very athletic and I'm super active. I'm going to give this an opportunity. Yeah, And they happen to have a few injuries going on uh, before that, that initial, you know, onboarding. And I got lucky, you know, um, I would say that I was still dancing avidly then. So again, you know, it was kind of a conflict there because I had a lot of, a lot of extracurricular going on and it was just hard to manage it all. But, um, you know, because I, I minored in dance and I moved through, you know, I, I, I spent a lot of time, you know, uh, in the studio there. So uh, but I had, you know, a really great experience uh, while it lasted. And and sometimes I wish I'd continued. But then I enjoyed what I ended up doing. Shoot. Yeah. But I tell you what, I think that's really the key and just kind of want to hammer that home for our core audience. I mean, a lot of times when you're thinking about what it is that you want to do at the next level, you can't just get caught up in if a college shows you interest, a coach shows you interest, or if it's only baseball. You kind of got to look at the whole thing. And, and it's, it's tough to be objective, especially when you're so driven that you just want to earn a baseball scholarship. I think it's just critical that you really look at the school as well and say, gosh, if I didn't play baseball, is this, is this really where I'd want to be? And that. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. I mean, that is such a major key because, hey, your baseball life or any athletic life is going to come to an end. It doesn't matter how good you are. Eventually, it's going to come to an end. 
And you got to really kind of be thinking about what's going to come after that. It's going to come to an end, but I, I think too, it shifts, hopefully, you know, for the, all the athletes I work with out there, you know, I always look forward to helping them transition out of their collegiate activity and their collegiate sport into a new them, you know, a new person who becomes uh, still a very active and athletic person, but it just changes, you know, kind of changes shape, if you will. Um, I've always remained highly athletic. So I put myself in that athletic category every time I have to tell somebody, you know, uh, what I do. Mm-hmm. And, and so you, you carry that with you, even though it's not the same competitive nature uh, of a collegiate environment. Heck yeah, absolutely, Margaret. I love that. You'll always be able to tell people you play volleyball in college. No question that's- about it. So that's what a, what a great transition. I mean, you kind of moving over into your professional life, your professional career. I mean, I, I said, hey, you work for my sports dietitian. I mean, is it so simple that I should just call you a dietitian? <laughs> and it, you know what I mean? And is this something that you were always interested in? And then just kind of tell us what it is that you really do and some of the rewards and some of the challenges. Yeah. So, you know, I'll answer part of that. Is it something I always wanted to do? Uh, I think I came to nutrition through my challenges and You know, my biggest challenges as an athlete were, like I said earlier, discipline and really staying focused on the things that I needed to do to be a great athlete. You know, everybody can, we can be good or we can be great, you know, or we can be, we can be really negligent of our, you know, sport, but you're not going to last long if you're in that category. So, you know, but nutrition makes good athletes great. And I think one of the things that I missed and I certainly wasn't educated about in my high school and adolescence was nutrition. Um, I ate a pretty well-rounded diet, but I certainly didn't eat enough. I was too skinny and I was too weak and I lost a lot of gravity because I didn't have that foundational practice going on in my, in my athletic life. And so what ended up happening to me was I just got exhausted, right? You know, I mean, I eventually just burned out and we see that happen a lot with athletes. Um, it's something that if they're not putting nutrition into their programming and they're not doing it well, then they're going to be good athletes for a period of time. They're probably not ever going to excel to being great, but then they're, they're also going to burn out. And we see the longevity in sport also be decreased from lack of good nutritional foundation. Um, and they can also, of course, impact injury rates and, um, you know, recovery. So I think that's really where my biggest challenge was, was lack of education. And that kind of brought me full circle into wanting to learn more about it. I got really lucky that I happened to be when the, when the light bulb went off and I went, you know what? I know it's missing out of my life. It's, it's good nutritional foundation. I'm not eating well. I'm not eating enough. I don't know how to eat. I don't know how to cook. Uh, and I realized this in college and I was like, all of a sudden the, the ding ding went off and I started looking for, um, educational programming at, at, you know, for nutrition. And I thought I was going to have to transfer out and lo and behold, UNCG had one of the best nutrition programs in the state. And Mm -hmm. I got so lucky because I really didn't know that it was a career. 
until I knew. And then when I found it as an undergraduate major, I was just so excited. I mean, I went in at full force. I was like, this is it. I know exactly what I want to do with my life. And that was all she wrote, you know? And uh, so then I kind of carried that forward. I, I, I got out of school. I went into, you know, foundational clinical practice for five years total, but I went back for my master's in exercise science and I combined the two things through my education and exercise science was always something that I wanted to uh, study as well. And so I've merged those two uh, disciplines. And then ultimately after graduate school and some years later, uh, the American Dietetic Association at the time, which is now the Academy of Nutrition and Dietetics, created a specialty practice in, certain, in sports. And it was around 2003, I believe, that we actually started credentialing dietitians as specialists in sport. And that's when the industry and sports nutrition just really went boom. And we saw, we've seen just tremendous growth in uh, collegiate and professional programming for sports dietitian. And now my sports dietitian is really bringing it in to the high school level. Um, I think that's where our niche is. We've got, I mean, we can work with any athlete. Okay. But we have got the programming to deliver it into these younger groups of people that don't have access to specialty, you know, dietitians don't even probably know they exist and we can do it virtually. So it's made my ability to reach that population that I'm so passionate about because it is a, a population of people, I would say high school and collegiate are where my real passion is, is to, to deliver that education that they so desperately need to make them really great out the door, you know, going into their collegiate, you know, dream or whatever that might be. Um, so that's really where I think sports, uh, my sports dietitian has its craft and we have um, just amazing, you know, resources and an amazing delivery system that can reach anybody. And you have absolutely found your passion in life. That's so exciting. I mean, and you're really, hey, man, not only are you into it, but it is, it's a worthwhile uh, profession and career. And and it is something that is going to provide tremendous value to athletes and just quote unquote normal people as well. And I can't wait to get into this for the rest of for the rest of the time that we're together. <laughs> but before we do, hey, everybody that joined this evening, thank you so much for being here. We absolutely appreciate it. Um, we record this space. So if you got in late, don't worry about it. We're going to retweet it out later. You're going to be able to hear it in its entirety. Uh, tonight, we're talking with Margaret Downs, and uh, she's with my sports dietitian. She's got a fantastic background. Uh, she's got a really uh, fulfilling career. She's got a wealth of information, and uh, I think she's going to be a great resource for us. We're very, very fortunate that she's here. Uh, before we kind of get into talking about some of the benefits for high school, college athletes, kind of give us a little bit of a sense. I was looking at your bio and I noticed that you worked a little bit in the minor leagues and you were working with the White Sox. And that's kind of exciting. Just kind of kind of fill us in on what that experience was like and how you were able to help those ball players. Oh man, I mean, you know, it was a blast. I I can't tell you I still want to be there right now. And uh but I, I have a 6-year-old <laughs> and 
this year they were kind of stacking it up with travel and I just, I couldn't make it happen um, this season. So I, I hope to see my way back into baseball, a baseball setting, um, you know, at some point in time in, in the next few years. But um, I worked two seasons with them and I, they brought us on uh, really our minor league team, the sports performance team um, came on in uh, 2020. And so the White Sox, and let me just say, you know, Major League Baseball has been kind of behind the NFL and behind the NBA in recruiting dietitians. Um, and so the White Sox, in fact, probably came on quite a bit later than a lot of MLB teams. And uh, they had a Major League dietitian on, on a contract basis. She wasn't full time, but she was contracted during their season, I think, for four years prior to developing the minor league team that, that we we emerged with. And so we had a, a great uh, running start in 2020 and then COVID happened. So hmm. uh, the entire season got shut down. It was uh, really disappointing because we never really got in into our clubhouses and we never really got to work with the guys one-on-one. -on -one. But what we did get accomplished was a lot of foundational work. We were able to, you know, spend a lot of time uh, as a team. And I, we, there were, uh, let's see, we had three dietitians, sports dietitians come on in the minor leagues, uh, delivering to, you know, our uh, single A up to our triple A, uh, you know, uh, players. And then we had our major league dietitian who was also invested in our team and, and guiding us. And we had a wonderful collaborative year uh, just preparing for what was next. Uh, we came back in 21. They didn't rehire us on contract because they... Um, had lost, you know, quite a bit of money the year before. So it just wasn't available for the, the 21 year. And then last year in 2022, they brought us all back on. And so I was able to work with our low A, high A teams in Kannapolis, Winston-Salem. And then I also worked with our AAA division, uh, the Charlotte Knights. And I had a really great season with all of them um, you know we had a younger group of guys in Kannapolis and and Winston-Salem and then we had uh, you know the older more invested players and more seasoned players in the AAA so I had a really diverse group of people a really diverse group of ages uh, and I would say you know foundationally we were able to really start delivering the education that they needed uh, menu oversight uh, travel you know not fully, and that's where it went kind of this year into the next leg was working really on travel planning and game planning and that kind of stuff. But um, I was really able to get it off the ground and it was a wonderful, you know, experience being able to be be in it, you know, and be be out there with the guys. Man, what an awesome experience. And it's so fortunate all that happened, obviously, in North Carolina. And, I mean, six-year-olds are important and all that kind of stuff. But, hey, I hope you have an opportunity to kind of sync back up with the White Absolutely. Sox. Absolutely, yeah. If not them, <laughs> another team, you know, I, I'm not, at this point, picky. You know, I just think that it's, it's a great sport. And it's one that I feel like at this point in time really needs the foundations of sports nutrition um, in developing, you know, programming for, for both the MLB and the minor leagues, especially because the minor leagues have, of course, a lot less money. There's a lot less resources at that stage. And some of these, these teams are really lacking in, in resources as well. 
but there's a lot of McDonald's out there. So let me ask you, you know, so we're kind of thinking about McDonald's and so forth. Why is it that diets and the foods in particular that baseball players are eating, why is it so important? And then, and then just kind of give us a general sense of what's a good diet, you know, not only for the minor leaguers, but really even on the high school level, you know, especially the moms and dads that are trying to, to pack lunches or plan meals during the summer in particular, where kids are playing uh, tournaments, they may be playing two or three games in a day. That's difficult stuff. So kind of, you know, two part thing here. Why is it so important what we're really eating? And then how can we maybe plan some healthy diets on a regular basis, as well as these uh, tournament days? Yeah, so I mean, my perspective on why is it so important for baseball players, you know, for me, nutrition is foundationally important for anyone. Okay, right? We it's the old cliche, you are what you eat. But it really is. I mean, for longevity, for health, for, you know, injury prevention, and nutrition is foundational. It's foundational for an athlete because it supports, number one, their energy. And their energy demands are high. And baseball players in particular, which I think a lot of people underestimate how much energy these guys are expending. I mean, when I just observed the practices, right, with with the minor league teams that I was out there with, uh, you know, they would be out there all day long up until game time. And oftentimes in heat, and, you know, climate uh, challenges um, and getting behind on hydration is going to cause major um, delays later on, especially as you approach those evening game times. And I saw a lot of that struggle. So energy demands and hydration are right up front. But then you've got focus, you know, being able to remain focused throughout your day, six days a week, long days, then you know, that's home. And then when you're traveling, you've got the travel demands on top of it, you know, the the differences in sleep patterns that you're experiencing as a result of your travel and um, schedule. And then just to provide stamina and endurance. And oftentimes we look at a sport when someone's out there in their active play and they're like playing the sport, right? They're just like, Oh, playing baseball. And you're like, what are they doing out there? You know, they're standing there, you know, (laughs) you're like, no, but you don't understand like everything that goes into those games to get out there and be able to perform at your best happens on the day to day trail of practice, practice, practice. And it's repetitive in nature so you're, you've got a lot of repetition going on day to day. And so nutrition is going to support sleep. It's going to support energy, focus, stamina, endurance, strength, all of those factors and overall wellness and health. So we want to look at it as being a comprehensive approach to being able to support a player. And then, you know, as far as, you know, what is a healthy diet? You know, I, a healthy diet can be very uh, versatile. And, you know, I've worked with a lot of dietitians in my career who will say, you know, don't eat that fast food. Well, that's not realistic, right? We got to be realistic about where people are, what they have access to, what kind of money they have to spend. And, 
in my opinion, and everybody has their opinion, but in my opinion and also in my experience, I feel like anything can fit into a healthy diet as long as we're doing it in a moderate, a moderate way. And we're not overeating certain things and undereating other things. And so what we like to focus on with athletes is really breaking it down to the individual as much as possible. I mean, when you're on a team, you're eating team meals, you're eating pregame and postgame, and you're, you're traveling together. So you've got a lot of similarities in your options, but the more educated you become, you're capable of going to the grocery store and taking that budget you have and spending it on wholesome foods that are going to help support maybe those other imbalances with the quick convenience on the go run kind of options. And so you're really able to get in there and, and create a mix of dietary approaches that are going to be well balanced. And when I think about a healthy diet, number one, it has to be adequate. You've got to make sure that you're getting adequate calories. We can't do anything well unless we're getting an adequate amount of energy. So that's priority number one. We're also not going to gain lean mass and we're not going to gain strength and we're not going to put on size and we're not going to do, we're also not going to lose body fat if we're not eating adequately. Um, the second thing is variety, making sure that you're getting a really good variety of foods in your diet as much as possible. If you've got food restrictions or food allergies or even food preferences that don't enable a lot of variety for you, then get with a sports dietitian and, and really hammer some of that stuff out because we can help. You know, that's, that's where I see a lot of people struggle uh, is when they have some limitations around their diet and they're, they're just not real versatile eaters, but we can always help expand that in whatever capacity we need to, to make sure that you're getting all those needs met. Um, we want it to be balanced. So it doesn't have to be all or nothing. It just needs to, it needs to find that balance. And it's sometimes, some days are going to be better than others. And, and that's what we have to really hone in on is that you're going to be able to ultimately balance things well because you're educated and you know how to do it. Um, and then moderation is always a factor. You know, moderation is something that is, and I'll use caffeine as an example, for a lot of the players I worked with is that they'd be drinking that caffeine during games, right? They'd be choking down the coffee to stay up from seven to 10 and then they go home and they'd be awake until one, you know, and their sleep habits would be off. And so one of the biggest things that I saw in the minor leagues was these guys were big coffee drinkers and not that coffee's <laughs> a bad thing, but because it can help improve focus, it can also help improve stamina and, uh, you know, it, it has some really good benefits, but at the same time, we don't want it throwing off sleep patterns because your rest and recovery are so critical to your performance and, and your, your, uh, athletic gains. So we don't, we don't want to be undersleeping either. So, you know, things like that, where it's like, okay, some coffee's okay, but too much coffee is not, it can, it can cause other things. So we want to be moderate about how we approach those aspects of our diet and finally, nutrient density, you know, getting nutrient dense options in the calories that you eat. And what that means is trying to get as much bang for your buck as you can when you put food in your mouth. So really good examples are things that are nutrient dense or things that contain energy and contain calories, but they also contain a lot of vitamins and minerals. And they have a lot of things in them that are going to provide our athletes with those 
those substrates, those components of nutrition that are going to help support their energy systems, their brain, their focus, uh, their health, their wellness, and of course their muscle uh, recovery and, uh, and muscle utilization and recovery. And so that's really my, my outlook on it. I mean, I think that, you know, it's something uh, everybody has a challenge in one of those five areas. <laughs> Nobody's perfect. And so you can, you can, you can reach perfection in, in, in 70, 80% of the time. And we like to use this 80, 20 rule where 80% of the time you're on and 20% of the time you're probably not. Um, the closer we can narrow that gap in that 20% up to a hundred percent of the time, that's when we're really going to be achieving greatness. So um, that's where, you know, really reaching in and, and grabbing hold of somebody who's specialized in this area can really help an athlete. Absolutely. I mean, in many ways it could be complicated, but you made it seem so simple as you was, you were kind of going through the steps. Everything always kind of comes back to the moderation piece, right? Just do everything in moderation, but I love what you were really dialing into. Don't be intimidated. You don't necessarily have to be perfect. Let's try to balance everything. But there's this little piece that a, a specialized dietitian, a specialized nutritionalist can come in and really kind of fine tune maybe a couple of the missing pieces that you have. So that really just kind of leads me to my sports dietitian. I mean, tell us about them and what it is that they would really offer uh, our athletes. So I've been with my sports dietitian for three years. I'm so passionate about the work that I'm doing with this group of people. Uh, I feel very fortunate and privileged to be part of this growing entity of dietitians who have really come together uh, nationwide. I mean, we have got um, some of the most advanced sports dietitians um, in our in our practice, in our realm, and we've, we're connected with. Uh, dietitians that have worked in the NFA, NFL, you know, the NBA, National Hockey uh, League. We've got, you know, dietitians that have worked throughout, you know, all different levels of collegiate sport, some of the highest levels of collegiate sport. Uh, and we, we, when we were initially brought on with the company, there were 16 of us and we were developed into four different teams across the country. That was three years ago. And we've been really, um, you know, working on finding the right niche for our, um, what we have to offer, because, you know, we know as a, a collective group that our resources are limited, right? We have, you know, really strong D1 programs, have a full-time, maybe two full-time dietitians, maybe a team. Um, some, all the professional leagues now have, you know, like i shared with you with the White Sox, you know, they started out with one major league dietitian, they grew into four, right? So we've had that expansion of understanding that when we start laying down good foundations with an athletic program, we see results, right? It's going to support everything that they're doing in the weight room. It's going to support everything they're doing on the field. And it's going to improve this athlete's capacities immensely. So we've seen that and we, we knew it, we all knew it, right? But until you actually, we saw it happen in, in the field, then it became more and more clear. My sports dietitian and, and Travis Patoli especially has been, uh, uh, you know, a real driver behind 
um, you know, developing, I think, awareness for uh, what a sports dietitian can do. And we've been able to develop a platform that uses the Eat to Win app as our kind of technology that helps us to communicate and um, deliver communication methods to our athletes, no matter where they are or what team they're on. And so we have my nutrition plan. Uh, and we also have team nutrition plans. And so we can work with teams, we can work with individuals. And the good, the best part about it is that we're behind the app, but we're also out front in front of your team. And so we can offer um, 12 month package services that help deliver different types of topics and programs to team athletes um, as needed. And we really work to customize that with the teams that we're working with. So whatever they might need, we're gonna figure out what type of information is gonna be best to deliver to them. Um, we use a virtual format, so we deliver our technology through emails. We are, um, you know, we're growing into uh, social media um, development. We, we have social media currently, but we're really looking at how to integrate it with our, our team pages and working on, you know, our different organizational pages as well so that they see every day, you know, they're seeing this information. Um, we have webinars, podcasts, infographics just a, you know, an immense amount of uh, education that's very, it's delivered in a quick, efficient, um, and, and just really condensed way, because we know how busy athletes are. We know they don't have a lot of time. They don't have time to sit down for a 60-minute PowerPoint, <laughs> you know. <laughs> You've got a 30-minute podcast, typically, so that's the time limit, right? You've got 30 minutes, and you want to deliver it quick, fast, and you want it to be pinpointed to the things that they want to, to hear and they need to hear. And so we've been able to package it in a manner that's like, okay, you don't have to come to my office and spend an hour and go through all this, this, and this, but we've, we've got you covered and we've got all the bases covered. So it's been a real, real pleasure to work with not only a great team of, of dietitians that are, are specialized in this area of practice, but with Ronnie Harper and Tavis Patoli, who have really helped develop our product and, and bring it to market in a manner that's allowing us to deliver it to anyone, anywhere. And uh, that's a real advantage for high school athletes who, who need this information and, and for any athletes who don't have it. Absolutely. And what another great transition. Thank you so much, Margaret. Let me thank everyone again for joining us this evening. I mentioned earlier that we record this space, not only so that we can retweet it out, but we record it because we turn it into, guess what, a podcast. And uh, that podcast is now D1 Speaks. It has become, quite frankly, really, really popular. We've got uh, a great core audience of college coaches. We've got a great audience of uncommitted high school baseball prospects. And marrying those two together has really worked out really, really well. So, and, and tonight, and you know, gosh, probably about once every two weeks, we bring in somebody that's really specialized, somebody like Margaret Downs, to just give us a little bit of a perspective just outside the game of baseball. You know, that's, that's really going to help you to improve your game, but also just kind of improve your overall life as well. I want to also say, you know, the mission behind MSD, you know, my sports dietitian is really to help athletes improve their eating habits. And what we're trying to do is help them unlock their full potential for enhanced performance, but also for their health. 
and their optimal health and their longevity, you know, because longevity in sport is critical, right? We want to prevent people from getting injured and having to leave their sport early. And, and I think you mentioned earlier, eat to win is an mm-hmm. app. My sports dietitian is online. So eat to win. You can go through the app store. You can go through the play store, but anything that you want to do for my sports dietitian is all just online. No, it's really all through the app. I mean, I service my clients one-to-one through our app technology. Um, you can download a free version of the app. It is There is a free version, so it's no charge to download it. You can go in, and, and from there, um, you can go to our website. So if you want to upgrade into a premium version, that's $15 a month. It's typically, you know, it's going to unlock um, all of the educational toolkit that we have. So you have access to all of our education, which is more, uh, I, I mean, it is the most comprehensive database of education that I've seen in sports nutrition. Um, it's just absolutely phenomenal. And so it unlocks access to our toolkit. It unlocks the um, capability to in-app message a sports dietitian. So when you in-app message, um, you can in-app message a sports dietitian directly from the app. That way you can get linked up with somebody. And then if you want to go into, like, for example, you want a three-month, you know, buy-in, our pricing, I believe right now is $199 for three months, which is a steal, to be honest. I mean, most people are paying, you know, $100 an hour just to come in and, and, and hang out. But, you know, so it's really, um, and we, we meet, we usually will start up, we meet one-to-one, you know, for an hour, and then we'll meet at 15-minute increments um, for weekly for several months. Um, and so, but all of our, our collect data collection and everything that we're doing with meal menu review is happening through the technology of E2Win. Fantastic. And you, obviously, you can do that as an individual or you can do it as a team. That's right. And if somebody wants to go into a, uh, a team um, management, so it's called team nutrition plan, then we bring them on as an organization. And what I love about that is we have, there are also engagement components to our app. So when people come in, they can really be engaged as a team. And it shows, for example, they can collect points when they're participating daily. And I've gone into competitive challenges with my sports dietitian team. And when we get into our competitive challenges through the app, it's, it's like, it's hard to beat. I mean, it's going to keep you nose to nose with those high performers. You're not going to want to let one meal go by without documenting what you ate. You're not going to want to let one day go by without documenting your sleep or your fluids or, you know, your muscle soreness. And we have some trackers in there that enable our athletes to track their wellness components, not just their food. And we don't give feedback in terms of like, okay, you ate this X amount of calories, X amount of grams of protein, fat, carbs, and whatever. What we really do is we focus on plate management. And as I was describing earlier, balance and moderation and adequacy and all those factors, which I feel, you know, we all know make up a uh, good diet. It's like, and I say we being dietitians know, right? Not all athletes necessarily know those things, but when we um, engage our athletes, then they, they get points for engagement. Um, and so they collect points daily, they lead up to weekly points and our teams, we, we create challenges for our athletes so that they can, 
you know, there's incentives behind their participation in their nutritional practices. And so what we're really trying to do is target behavior change, target behavior development, and just like I said, putting the, the bricks in the mortar and making sure that we're really solidifying their practices just like they would do every single day going into training. Um, and so that makes them more consistent. It makes their capabilities uh, more evident. And certainly it's going to progress their performance quicker. So that's in our team management component. We have the capability to do that. We enlist them as an organization in that, in that, um, in that particular domain of the app. And we, we would need to go through a registration process to do that. Okay. Hey, actually, it sounds like a lot of fun. Super competitive, and that's generally what kind of uh, drives these guys anyway. So the app, it's just one word. It's eat the number two win. So eat two win. Correct. Fantastic. And Margaret, would you mind, you know, one of the things that I do when we publish this uh, podcast, I always put it in a show description. Would you mind if I just linked maybe your landing page and gave a little description of, of how to reach out to my sports dietitian and certainly the Eat to Win app? Of course. And on the landing page link that you have, you also have our phone number. So you can go into our call center and we are Ronnie Harper, who really is the operational person behind everything with the app um, and, and part of our development team. He will filter those incoming phone calls and he'll make sure that they you know, get screened out to the right dietitian. Fantastic. I got to tell you, I have really enjoyed this evening, Margaret. I mean, you are just a very easy person to talk to. And you've taken something that can almost be overwhelming. You know, I'm a parent and, and I had a son and still have a son, of course. I mean, but I had a son that went through uh, travel baseball, played college baseball, and my goodness, the pressure that was on my wife to have food and to have it ready and what to do. I mean, that was always just a struggle. Uh -huh. You know, I would have, right. I would have loved to have had the opportunity to talk to you several years ago and, and had access to eat to win. You really put things in a very simple, um, comprehensible manner. That's kind of, you know, no pun intended, but it's easy to, to digest. You know, so I've really absolutely enjoyed this evening. I very much appreciate you coming. Thank on. you, Alan. I appreciate that so much. And, you know, I met you through our Monday night live call um, when you came on to, to hear my presentation on for baseball. And we do it every Monday night. We have a Monday night live call where we are delivering some topic on sports nutrition. They're no longer than 30 minutes. You can always come on and, and reach into some great information there. Those are also published on our uh, website, my sports it's my sports D, my sports D, uh, dot com. And so you can come in and, and you can listen uh, for free and you can get connected that way as well. Absolutely. And I would absolutely recommend that too. It was very, very informative. So Margaret, let me just kind of end it tonight with something really simple. You're, you really kind of roll through the five points of a, a well-balanced um, uh, diet. But if you could just maybe very simply, you know, kind of talking to the parents that are out there, you know, what is it that maybe they should be doing in regards to diets for their younger athletes? And, and that just 
makes sense and is fairly simple. Yeah. So, you know, look, our diet's made up of some very simple food groups, right? And we have a lot of media out there. I think one of the biggest challenges in nutrition right now is the media (laughs) because you're going to hear a lot of different messages from a lot of different people. What I love about being a dietitian and especially a sports dietitian is that we are evidence-based practitioners, okay? We we practice based on what we know about scientific approaches to athletic performance. It's also a combination with exercise science. So many dietitians in this field have are practicing in both disciplines. So we understand how to apply nutrition to an exercise, you know, athlete to a person who is exercising, which is a different population of people. Okay. It's a unique population of people. And when I'm talking to parents, I always like to focus on food group, right? So we've got carbohydrate, protein, and fat. All your vitamins and minerals are going to be delivered in the the constitution of your food groups. So you don't really have to supplement unless you just don't eat certain things. Now, I would also say taking a multivitamin every day is certainly recommended. Okay. you know, make sure you're getting a good quality one and it doesn't have any, you know, adverse ingredients in it or anything, but you don't need to go into really high levels of supplementation unless you've talked to a dietitian and there's certain areas that you may need to be reinforced in. I think that that's always something to get good insight about if it's something you have questions about, especially when it re- is in regard to supplements. But with good foundational practices, we're talking about protein, carbohydrate, and fat. We like to round these out in our food groups. So we've got meats or vegetable-based proteins. If you're vegetarian, we've got protein sources, okay? We've got uh, carbohydrate sources, which come primarily from grains, preferably whole grains. They're going to have an abundance of vitamins and minerals and fiber in them um, versus refined grains. Like we know the white rices and the white pasta and those things tend to elevate our blood sugars quicker. And so they're not necessarily as satisfying, but they also don't have a lot of the same vitamin mineral constitution as a whole grain. So we really want most of our grains, over half of our grains, half at least, but if not more of our grains to come from whole grain sources daily. And then we have carbohydrates in fruit and we also have carbohydrate in dairy. So most dairy foods have lactose in it, which is a milk sugar. And so dairy has protein, but it also has carbohydrate. And so it's kind of a mixed food group. Um, And then we also have fat, which is going to come from added fats. We have plant-based and animal-based fat. So where you choose to get your fats, we want you to choose more plant-based sources, Uh, you know, clearly more healthy. They're also metabolized differently. There's not as many long-term health consequences to eating those things. You know, your nuts, your seeds, your avocados, your olives, uh, your good, nice uh, uh, plant-based seed oils, and really focusing on, you know, plant-based fat more so. But the foundations for an athlete are going to be their protein and carbs. And then it comes down to look at a nine-inch plate, put a plate in front of you and divide it into four quarters. Okay, that's basically saying these are the four portions of food you've got on your plate. If you're a man, you're going to be eating a little bit more. If you're a woman, you're going to be eating a bit, a little bit less. We now use very simple hand gestures. Like if you make a fist, that's a cup of food. Uh, You know, if you use uh, the the first knuckle of your thumb, that's considered a, a teaspoon. So we have very simple methods to teach 
uh, our clients how to measure their portions. But I like to look at the four quarter plate method and put my protein in a quarter and put my whole grains in a quarter to a half, depending on how active I am that day. And then put your fruit and vegetable in to a quarter and a half, depending on your size and, and how often, you know, uh, how big you are, but also your food preference. So fruits and vegetables kind of stick over there together because they're abundance in, you know, vitamins, minerals, but also in, a, in, um, in uh, antioxidants, which are going to help in recovery. And uh, I should have also said fruits are carbohydrates as well because they have natural fruit sugar in them. Uh, so any of your natural carbohydrates are things we want to lean into for athletes. That's where they get their primary source of energy. That's the primary source of energy that's going to fuel an athlete's performance. Um, we need carbohydrates at the very foundations of the diet. And then we add on more carbohydrates depending on the activity level of that day. Lastly, timing is critical. You know, timing is super critical because you don't want to go into practice with being fasted, right? You don't want to go into a performance, uh, you know, event being fasted. So we look at timing as one of the most central components of good practice, which is making sure you're eating one to four hours ahead of going into practice or uh, competition, making sure that you're fueling during your activity, especially if it's over 90 minutes long, because 60 to 90 minutes is that kind of like, a sweet spot where we know we need to start replacing carbohydrates during the activity. And usually we'll do that through, you know, liquid fuel. Uh, if we don't have solid fuel, we'll use liquid fuel, but you know, we need fuel. Uh, so a three hour baseball game, especially, you know, if you're a, if you're a player that's out there for, for the majority or all of the game, you definitely need to be refueling, hydrating and, and keeping up with that uh, as well as your practices during the day. And then ultimately recovering. And so afterward, we look at timing as being 30 to 45 minutes post-competition, uh, post-practice, that we're getting the carbohydrate and protein sources in that we need. We usually look at those in three to one ratios. We want more carbohydrate with a little bit of protein. We're going to refuel the muscles in that time frame because all of that oxygen from your practice or your play is going straight to your muscles. All of the blood flow is going straight to your muscles. And so if we eat during that time frame, right after, all of that blood's gonna carry those nutrients and that energy directly back into the muscle and it's gonna store it and it's gonna mm. increase your capacity, endurance capacity. And then protein comes in and really helps to support muscle recovery and muscle repair. So we look at the timing factors for athlete as being critical elements to uh, their overall strategy. And, and that is going to enable them to really come full circle um, as a player and really start putting some real good improvements. Um, and it, it doesn't take long to start seeing that happen, but it takes consistency. Man, that's fantastic advice. I love the four quarter plate. That's something that's just so easy to remember. And it made so much sense with the, the visualization of your fist, your knuckles, so yeah. forth. Love that. that. That kind of thing is just such good advice. And obviously very, very important, the timing before you eat, staying hydrated uh, and getting the proper energy level throughout a competition. But I got to tell you, the thing I just learned, I've never even really considered was what are you doing immediate or not so much immediately, but right after 
a game or a practice or a competition or whatever it is. Never even really considered that. That was awesome. Oh, and it is a critical time for performance improvement. I mean, that is what we call the window of opportunity. And if you miss that window of opportunity, you're starving your muscle because your muscles have used up all their fuel. They're, they've, they, your muscle stores carbohydrate and it stores fat. And so we want to increase your muscle capacity to store fuel. If you increase your muscles capacity to store, store fuel, you can go harder, faster, and longer. And that's going to enable you to be, uh, you're going to be able to outperform people with those three elements in place. So we train the muscle, we train the muscle post, uh, post play. And that's when you're really taking it down to the cellular level and, and really locking in, you know, what you're trying to accomplish, which is improved muscle performance. Well, I got to tell you, you know, that explains a lot. I'm looking at my own muscle performance <laughs> and I really miss my opportunity. There's no question yeah, about it. It's a critical time. But there- <laughs> It's a critical time, but there's opportunity for the guys and the girls that are listening to this podcast. I guarantee you. And that was fantastic too advice. Late. Never uh, too late, Alan. So, <laughs> Well, I don't know about <laughs> it. So uh, I will tell everyone that uh, tomorrow night we're going to have Braden Porter on. Braden is an uncommitted prospect. He's out of the state of California. He's a 24 uncommitted. He's a fantastic athlete. He's got a great story. You're going to absolutely want to dial in and and hear Braden tomorrow night at nine o'clock. I got to say again, Margaret, I have enjoyed this evening so much and it was a pleasure talking with you, but I got to tell you, I, I just learned so much in just a short amount of time. I'm really interested and checking out Eat to Win and learning more about my sports dietitian. So thank you so much for coming Likewise, on. Likewise, Alan. It's just been an awesome experience. Uh, love your energy. I'm looking forward to, you know, following your podcast and, and what you're doing out here for the field of baseball players. It's just an amazing gift. And I thank you for your time and your interest in, in what we're doing um, in our component of that. So thank you so much. Hey, thank you for those kind words. And let's stay connected. I would love for you to come back on maybe in another, I don't know, nine months to a year, something like that. And just kind of give us a refresher. Yeah, and you can even grab one of my teammates if you want. They're all awesome. (laughs) Well, there we go. Maybe we can start rotating them around. A little bit of something different out of everybody. We all work on a team. So, you know, you you got some people to pick from, too. So. Well, that's something to think about. Thank you so much, Margaret. And thank you for everyone that joined this evening. We absolutely appreciate it. And I think we're going to end it here. So good good night, Alan. Hey, let me ask you something. Are you ready to dominate at the plate this season? Blast Baseball is the number one hitting improvement solution, trusted by more major league, college, and travel ball teams than any other. The Blast sensor attaches to the knob of any bat, providing real-time feedback with every swing. Metrics are automatically sent to a smartphone app generating insights that allow you to analyze and improve your hitting like never before. Go to BlastMotion.com and enter code NOWD1 and you will save $25 at checkout. Unlock your potential with Blast. Blast.